Oh, well, good afternoon, Shades Valley Community Church. Welcome to another episode of Midweek Musings. And today I actually wanted to talk about something that we'll probably end up talking about uh, several times during Midweek Musings, and that is expository preaching. And here's the reason I want to talk about that this week. We are coming to the close of our series in the Gospel of John, which we began on November the 29th, 2015. So just uh, over two and a half years-ish ago, now we've interrupted it along the way, but it has taken us roughly or exactly 87 sermons, including this Sunday. This upcoming Sunday will be our last one in the Gospel of John, so it will have taken us 87 sermons to get through the Gospel. And you may be thinking, why would you do that? Why, why settle in? Why take that amount of time to go through a single book of the Bible? And so I wanted to take a moment to explain a little bit, not obviously everything, but a little bit about how I approach preaching and teaching here at Shades and why I approach it that way. So I just mentioned uh, a term, expository preaching, and some of you may be very familiar with that terminology. Others of you, you may never have heard it before. Uh, to exposit, you can almost hear the word expose in there, and that's really what we're talking about, preaching that exposes the meaning of the text, the meaning of, of the Bible. Expository preaching starts with the Bible, and it makes it its goal to faithfully communicate what the Bible is communicating. So what expository preaching does is it comes to a particular passage, and it asks the questions, what is this passage talking about? What is the author meaning to communicate to his original audience? It asks all of those types of questions before ever asking, what does this have to do with me and my life? What does this mean for me? It does get there, but only after asking, what did the author intend to communicate? What did the author intend to communicate to that original audience? And then once all of that has been established, we, we relate it to the whole of scripture and the entirety of the gospel, the entirety of God's revelation in Jesus Christ. And then we begin to ask, okay, how does that speak into our present situation? How does that, what implications does that have for me, my life, for shades, for, for all of us? Uh, and, and those implications are constrained by the original implications of the text. The, what the text means for us now is constrained by what it meant for writers. One that gets taken out of context all of the time, and that would be Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. Uh, that's actually the first text I ever preached at Shades Valley Community Church, and some of you, if you've ever gone into a Christian bookstore, you've seen it plastered on things, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans uh, not to harm you, but to give you, uh, to make you prosper, to give you a future and a hope. I'm paraphrasing a little bit right there. I uh, don't have it precisely memorized at this moment, uh, but we tend to rip that text out of context and to use it to basically say, hey, God's got a great future in mind for you. We usually use it to encourage someone. You'll see it plastered all over, like graduation cards and gifts for graduates. And it's basically, hey, you've got a great future out there. God's going to bless you and do amazing things. But if we say, well, what did Jeremiah mean when he said those words? Who was he talking to? And what did it mean to them? Well, if you dig into the text... What you'll find is this is actually God speaking through the prophet Jeremiah, and he's having Jeremiah write a letter to his people. Why write a letter? Well, because a lot of God's people are in exile in the land of Babylon, and false prophets have been telling them, you're going to get to come home soon. 
you're only going to be in Babylon for like two years. So don't settle down. Don't settle into Babylon. God's bringing you home soon. God tells Jeremiah, no, uh, write a letter to my people and tell them you're about to be in Babylon for 70 years. So root down, put your roots in, seek the welfare of this city, be my people here and now in Babylon. And he ends it by saying, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. In other words, the real message of Jeremiah 29, 11 is the future belongs to me and I know what I'm doing. Trust me, even when things in your present situation are terrible, you trust me and be the people of God right then, right there. That's very, very different uh, and it, than how we normally interpret that verse. And its application is very different. So if I'm going to apply that for, like, say, someone graduating and heading off into a new phase of life, I'm not going to be saying to them, hey, this verse means that your future is going to be absolutely amazing according to whatever you think amazing is and worldly standards. No, what I would be saying to them is, God has called you to be his people, no matter where your future goes, even if your future is terrible and horrible and hurts, be God's people where he's called you. Trust him. He knows the plans that he has for you. Very different. And in, in, in my opinion, much, much more powerful. So this is how expository preaching is different. It doesn't just rip things out of context. It comes to the text as what is the meaning of the text for its original audience by its original author. And then, and only then does it make a move into our, our lives. And so really what it's aiming to do at the end of the day is not to give you the preacher's message. It's aiming to give you scripture's message and have scripture speak into your life. This is very different from another popular approach to preaching, which is often called topical preaching. Topical preaching is usually when uh, a pastor or preacher has decided upon a topic they want to talk about. Usually they've already decided what they want to say about that topic, and then they just pick out scriptures, usually one from here or there, uh, to support what they've already decided that they're going to say. Uh, topical preaching can be done well when it's done in an expository manner. And we've done that here at Shades. We'll do it again in the future at Shades. We do a more topical series every now and then. For instance, last, uh, not last Advent, but the one before, I did a series uh, on anxiety and depression. But instead of just coming up with principles uh, that I think or that pop psychology teaches about anxiety and depression, what I did was I searched for uh, key scriptures that deal with the themes of depression and anxiety. And I said, okay, let's root down into that. And let's exposit that text and bring it over and apply it to the way we think about depression, anxiety. So instead of marching like straight through a book, I chose various scriptures, but I would still sink my teeth down into one, try and exposit, expose what scripture was saying right there. So this is how the approach to expository preaching is different. And, th and this is why I tend mostly, and we tend mostly here at Shades, to preach our way through whole books of the Bible, because that tends to, one, force us more into approaching the scriptures in an expository manner, and two, it gives us a better view of what scripture as a whole is saying. Instead of just getting a snippet from the Gospel of John, we're getting the whole of what John is saying. Uh, and there are other reasons that I, I do it this way. As a matter of fact, I explained a couple of years ago when we entered into the book of Colossians, I wanted to explain to Shades why it is that I go through a whole book, why that's the primary way I approach preaching and teaching. And this is what I said. I gave three reasons. 
And I wanted to share those with you as we close out our time here. And I shared them all out of 2 Timothy chapter 3. So reason number one that I primarily preach through books of the Bible is the whole of Scripture has been given to God, excuse me, has been given to us by God for a purpose. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is breathed out by God, profitable for teaching, for reproof, correction, training, and righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Paul speaking to his young disciple, Timothy, who's working with a troubled church in Ephesus. And he says, Timothy, do you know what you need to, to, to be doing to get, do you know what you need to give these people to, to train them, to equip them? You give them scripture, all, all of it, all of it's useful, Timothy, from start to finish. And so this is one of the reasons that we preach through books of the Bible. That's how, that's how Paul tells Timothy to give them the whole of scriptures, to preach it. Uh, he goes on in chapter 4 and verse 1, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word. Give them the whole word. So we go through whole books of the Bible because we believe that the whole of Scripture has been given to us by God for a purpose. Uh, if we don't march our way through Scripture, we have tendencies to just go to our favorite parts and to leave out other parts. And that plays right into the next reason that I preach through books of the Bible. So one is the whole of Scripture has been given to God, been given to us by God for a purpose. And two, the whole of Scripture takes us into difficult places. In other words, there are difficult things that Scripture talks about all over the place, things that are hard to understand, things that are about difficult topics. And we have a tendency to skip those things, to stay in our favorite places, places that are easier for us to understand, or passages and topics we like to hear about. But when we preach straight through a book of the Bible, we're forced to deal with everything it's got to say. And Paul warns Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, he warns Timothy that people are not going to like hearing the whole counsel of God. They're going to rather hear their favorite tidbits here and there. He says, a time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, things that they are passionate about, they want to hear about. And they'll turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. We all have things we like to hear about. We have our own passions, itches that we like to have scratched. But this is why I preach through books of the Bible, because it forces us to go into difficult places we otherwise may not go. So, Preach through books of the Bible because the whole thing's been given to us by God. Two, it makes us go into difficult places that are still for our good and God's glory. And three, the whole of Scripture leads you to get Jesus and not Jonathan. Or you can insert any preacher or teacher's name there. What I mean is that my personal goal in preaching is not to get on a soapbox each week and then pontificate about how uh, you should live your life. It's not Jonathan's opinion hour. My goal is to minimize myself as much as possible and maximize Jesus. 2 Corinthians 4.5 says, For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord. This is, this is what I wanted. This is Paul's instruction to Timothy. Again, 2 Timothy 4 and verse 5. Paul says, As for you, always be sober-minded, enduring suffering. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Fulfill your ministry, Timothy, which Paul says is doing the work of an evangelist. An evangelist points people to Jesus by preaching the word. The way that I guard against proclaiming Jonathan and focus on preaching Jesus is by proclaiming 
scripture. My goal is to exposit the word, expose and explain what it says, what it means, and then press those truths against our heart, our minds, our lives, so that it's the word of God that's shaping us, so that it's Christ that we're getting and Christ that we're seeing and beholding, so that it's Christ we're falling in love with. So I hope that this has been a little helpful to explain why it is we've done something like take two and a half years to go through the gospel of John. Uh, not all of our expository series are that long. Uh, coming up next is the book of Esther. And Esther is only going to take us probably about nine weeks. So some are much shorter, some are much longer for different reasons. You wouldn't go verse by verse through the book of Leviticus, perhaps like you may go verse by verse through the book of Romans. Uh, but Still, the goal of expository preaching remains the same, where scripture is what's dictating the message, not the preacher. He is putting himself under the scriptures and trying to expose what they say for the good of the church and for the glory of God and our ultimate joy in that glory. So I hope this has been helpful. Thanks for joining us for this week's edition of Midweek Musings, and we will be back at it again next week.